Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast, presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. I'm your host, Ross Martin, and as always, we are joined by Don Donnie Scoops Callahan. What's up, Don? Not too much. How have you been? <laughs> I'm good. And this is the Scoop Podcast, UNC's premier football recruiting podcast. We got Don on here, and we're going to bring on Drake May in a little bit as well for interview. Of course, Drake is um, the 2021 UNC commitment, and that's going to be a big interview. Uh, what do you think about that, Don? I am I'm excited. Uh, Drake is always... He's a good, uh, good conversationalist. Um, so uh, interesting to take a little bit of a deeper dive into what's going on with him, with the class, his thoughts and everything. But before we, before we get to it, I think I need to give a shout out to someone, someone very special, Robert. I won't go with his last name. He sent you an email this, uh, I guess it was last week, defending my honor, which was uh, very admirable of him. Um, and the title of his email which is the best subject line I've ever seen in an email, was leave Don alone. When you see this, this email pop up in your email box, what's, what goes through your mind? I didn't know you were going to drop this on me. Um, <laughs> I was like, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> he was uh, getting on me for teasing you too much, right? Or not, having you, not letting you talk too much or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his. let me just read a little ex- excerpt from it. Um, I am writing you to let you know that you need to stop saying to Don, I am sure that the listeners don't want to hear about blank. <laughs> Don, is yeah. a little, Don is a little quirky, but that is what I enjoy most about the podcast. There you go. There you have it. I'll never uh, limit what you talk about again. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the email, Robert. All right, so remember, rate, re- review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go on there. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a little review and subscribe so this podcast can always get into your feed, not only for the scoop, but all the different great podcasts we do, the throwback, uh, special interviews, on the beat, coast to coast, uh, Taylor Vipolis' podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's get into it here, Dom. We're going to start with a brief overview of your time at a, the Blazing 7-on-7 tournament. A lot of UNC commitments were there, and a lot of like younger prospects as well. We're then going against a Bryson Nesbitt, who is one of the you know remaining unsigned or uncommitted targets for UNC. We're then going to uh, bring on Drake May, UNC's 2021 quarterback commitment, and talk to him. Uh, wide-ranging interview with Drake May. And then we'll close with a Tony Grimes announcement preview. Grimes announcing next Tuesday, June 30th. Right, Don? Yes, yes. So uh, UNC fans are definitely excited. We've had actually a bunch of stuff on Grimes 
content-wise, the past couple of weeks, we uh, had a video interview with him and his dad, which was probably um, the most uh, fun a video interview I've done. And then the week prior, we had an update with, with Grimes, um, who kind of just gives a little bit of, I think it's actually the last interview with him he's done since he came out with his uh, decision date. So if you haven't read or seen both of those, definitely check them out. Good stuff. All right, Blazing 7 on 7, Don. Tell us uh, kind of who was there, and then we'll go into kind of what you saw, what you observed before diving into kind of Bryce and Nesbitt, who I think is the more intriguing of the uh, prospects who were in attendance. So the the big team there was the Carolina Stars, which is quarterbacked by Drake May, who we'll have on later on. And just having Drake May, period, is is quite a coup for a – 707 team. But then you have a wide receiver group that's just, it's just insane with, you know, four star UNC commit Gavin Blackwell. And then they have uh, uh, Julian Gray is a four star NC State commit. They have a Virginia, Virginia commit. Uh, their defense is loaded with uh, Dontavious Nash and, and a couple of other um, FBS, FCS guys. Uh, and then after dominating on Saturday, winning all of their, or not losing in any of their around uh, robin games, they ended up um, bringing in Ra Ra Dilworth for Sunday, the tournament, and they ended up winning that. Uh, the team is st- so stacked that they had a B team. The B team ended up being the team that they played in the championship to win. Um, in addition to that group, there was the Low County Outlaws, which had J.J. Jones, a wide receiver, commit from North Carolina. And then also you mes- mentioned Bryson Nesbitt, who played for the Black Knights. So a, a ton of talent there. A lot of it was on one team, but it was, it was definitely a fun event and, and good to get out and see some actual competition. Yeah, and briefly, can you kind of go over what maybe one or two takeaways from, from the UNC commitments that you saw? We'll start with Drake May. Yeah, so it's kind of unfortunate because my – my expectations for both Drake May and Gavin Blackwell are so high that they can only disappoint me. But I mean, really, you know, May was like, he's always been where he goes out there. And these are the settings he's great at where he can just dissect a defense and just kind of sit back there and just be so nonchalant about it and throw a pass here. Oh, on this play, I want to go deep. So I'm going to go deep to Gavin Blackwell and, and just put a, put a ball right where it needs to be for a touchdown. Blackwell, Unbelievable player, but the thing that I love about him is he just absolutely has fun out there. I've mentioned multiple times about just I mean he's he reminds me of Chad Johnson with just the the antics, the dancing, the the having fun, the trash talking with everyone, including his teammates, his coaches, um, and nobody takes it serious. Everybody knows he's just having a good time, so he's just a a, a lot of fun to watch. I think UNC fans will see that once he take, takes the field in Keenan Stadium. Um, Dontavious Nash is is the other the third UNC commit on that team. And unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of takeaways because he wasn't tested very often. He wasn't tested at all from what I watched, and he had to jump up to, to make a deflection on an underneath pass to even get the ball. Um, but, you know, quarterbacks were staying away from him, which is expected because he just has an imposing figure in, in that back of the, of the secondary, and, he, and, he go, and, he, um, and he's so rangy. And then J.J. Jones, another one who, for different reasons, I didn't get a, get, get a chance to kind of take a whole lot away because they just weren't targeting him very much. And the, the thing is, is, is you know, the, the outlaws weren't very good. They, didn't, they won only one game. So, you know, obviously, if you, I think if you want to win some more games in those seven-on-sevens, which isn't entirely the goal per se, but if that's the goal, then I think they need to, to feed him the ball more often. And I would love to have just kind of seen him 
need a lot more passes to be able to make a better judgment on what I saw. But from what I saw, great route runner, um, seemed, seemed to have a, a reliable pair of hands. Great. Can you kind of go into like seven on seven? So there's no offensive line, no defensive line, right? Correct. Correct. So the, t- the quarterback has as much time as possible, or is there a clock or something? So, um, well, usually there's a center, and usually it's the back of quarterback. But no, they have a certain amount of time. Um, and either they have one of these stands that kind of, as soon as the ball leaves the stand, it, it, it uh, times it, or, or one of the referees kind of, kind of um, has a stopwatch. And if you don't throw within that certain period of time, which is only a few seconds, then it's considered a sack, loss of down, that, that sort of thing. Okay. And then points depend on what tournament you're in. Some give defense points if they stop the offense from scoring. Some, um, you know, it, some have extra points. Um, and, and it could be a two-point conversion based off of where it's lo- located at. Some places have um, first downs, but usually the first downs are kind of like a set line that you have to get to. They don't, they don't have sticks. Um, so, yeah, so, but it's, you know, the, the general concept is the same. You're throwing the ball down the field trying to get a touchdown. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Uh, anything else from kind of your weekly scoop and the seven-on-seven stuff? Well, you wanted to talk yeah. about Nesbitt. Okay, yeah. So uh, Nesbitt, tight end. Let me go through his profile real quick. Uh, six foot six, two hundred twenty pound tight end from South Mecklenburg High School in Charlotte, class of twenty twenty one. Pretty high ranked kid, uh, number three eighty four nationally, number seventeenth tight end in the nation, number twenty two in the state of North Carolina. South Carolina, Auburn offers, Florida, North Carolina. What's going on with his recruitment? After uh, did you speak with him? On, yes. Um, yeah, I spoke with him, and we'll have a full update on him. Okay. okay. But um, you know, he has a top fourteen, but it's probably closer to you know half that as far as what schools are really involved with him. North Carolina definitely is making a push with him. We, we reported in the weekly scoop a couple of weeks ago that UNC is, is, for lack of a better term, going all in. Yeah. I mean, they're still recruiting other tight ends, but they are just throwing all their resources at, uh, at Br- Bryce Nesbitt. And from my conversation with him it's paying off and North Carolina is definitely making some strides, but he's always very, um, I guess, uh, collected on, on how he responds to questions. And he's not going to say this school's leading or that school is. And I mean, he's, he's kind of just very, just takes a very slow approach to recruiting as it is, but, but you, he's definitely moving in a positive direction with him. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like South Carolina seems like one of the major um, competitions. Well, both, of his, Hills. both of his parents yeah graduated from South Carolina. His dad played football. His mom played, I want to say soccer, but I could be wrong, but she, she definitely was an athlete. And, and his dad, I believe is still a sideline reporter for the radio station there. So, so obviously South Carolina is regardless of the situation or the state of their program, they're going to be a, a strong contender for him until the end. Yeah, so I kind of football, eh, kind of on like the downswing with Will Muschamp. I think they went, f- I think four and eight last year or something. Not, yep. not uh, a. But most, they beat Georgia. Yeah, at the most momentum here. So, all right, uh, good stuff. We're gonna bring on Drake May here momentarily. So stay tuned for that. First, I want to talk to you about Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. They're inside Carolina's loyal podcast sponsor right on Franklin Street and right there online at giantteacher.com. Inside Carolina subscribers can get 10% off um, using the Giant T-shirt code found on the premium message board. So check that out. Great sweatshirts, hats, shorts, shirts. Get all your gear for the summer, football season, and gearing up for basketball season as well. 
Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. They're local. They got great customer service. Everything you need. If you're gonna get UNC stuff, and we assume you are, get the newest gear, the newest stuff. Go to Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. And remember to use that 10% off discount code for IC subscribers only. We'll be right back with Drake May. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to the Scoop Inside Carolina's premier football recruiting podcast with a very special guest. We are joined now by 2021 UNC quarterback commitment Drake May. What's going on, Drake? Not much. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Yes, sir. <laughs> Great. And Drake's joining us from the beach. He's on vacation, so we love that he's able to join us here. Return right to Don for the first question. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, taking a break from your vacation and your beach time to, to wake up early to spend some time with us. But uh, yeah, I saw you this this past weekend at the seven on seven blazing seven on seven you guys did unbelievable went undefeated won the championship what uh what were your thoughts on just how how you played and how you felt out there yes sir no it was awesome getting out there uh, I was about since during quarantine it's been a little boring so it was like first time getting out there and actually competing no it, it was fun out there got got to throw some throw some um throw, throw some good guys out there I had some Carolina commits I was playing with uh play against JJ so it was fun yes sir Speaking of which, just, you know, your team is just absolutely loaded. You know, one of them, one of your, uh, one of your receivers is Gavin Blackwell's committed to North Carolina. You have an NC State commit. You have a Virginia commit that you're throwing to. You got guys like Jordan Bly, who I think is are really underrated. And then you have backups like, um, you know, underclassmen who, who already have offers. What's it like throwing to a group like that? Oh, no, it, it, it's hard to stop for sure. No, it's fun. I mean, um, it's one of those things, seven on seven. You can basically pick before the, before the play who you want to throw to, and they'll be open. But uh, uh, it, it's hard. It's Carolina Stars good does a good job of getting some some good good guys out there, and I, I try to try to get the best guys I can out there and um, get the guys that I'll play with in the future. So it's fun. So I wanted to take a t- step back for those who haven't followed your recruitment too much. Um, you had a very interesting recruitment. You. you um, you were committed to Alabama for a while, and then there was always rumors that you were going to eventually flip to UNC, um, and then you actually did this past spring. What you know, looking back, what are kind of your thoughts and and different things that stuck out to you about just how things went with your recruitment? Yes, sir. So uh, when I when I was uh, first few years in high school, uh, Coach Fedor, and then middle school Coach Fedor was there, and uh, you know I went to a few camps, Coach Fedor, I liked him a lot, and then. Um, they had a few good years, but later when I got to high school, they were struggling a little bit. And then Coach Brown came in, and um, he came in the end of my sophomore year, and I wasn't really sure what was going to happen with the season. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole season of Coach Brown coaching. But uh, so I, 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 Alabama didn't have a 2020 quarterback, and Coach Saban, I like Coach Saban a lot, and it was a good opportunity. So I made that move. But um, and then Coach Brown got rolling, and they lost. They had about six games they lost, then didn't score. So they had some, some guys in the state that were, that were committing and it's hopped on the train and tried to keep it rolling. Yes, sir. 
when did you start to kind of like realistically think about making the switch to North Carolina? Uh, probably, probably after, after my high school season, I really sat down with family and, thought, and talked about it. Um, actually went up there to Carolina, maybe or late, late December, maybe, and, and went up and, and talked to the coaches, but, um, no, um, Coach Brown, Coach Longo, and Coach Bly, they're, they're all great. Even when I was coming to Alabama, they were still talking to me and, and just checking in and, and still recruiting. So, you know, Nick Saban, you know, we've heard all the, I guess, uh, you know, myths about, you know, what he's like and all that. What, what, um, what is he like for someone who's dealt with him so, so intimately? Uh, you know, he, he, he's awesome. Um, he's very – He's very businesslike, but he cares about his players a lot. And um, I think I went down to the Alabama LSU game, and it took a tough loss. And one of one of the biggest things to me was he still came out to all the recruits, and said hello to every single recruit in his family. And um, I know that's just recruiting, but after losing a game like that to LSU, I think it's pretty tough to do. And smile on his face, and still still asking players questions and and caring about them. But uh, I like him saving a lot for sure. So, go ahead, go ahead jump Ross. in here. Um, yeah, so, Drake, what was it about, you know, UNC? Like, what were the coaches kind of telling you to kind of keep you interested throughout the season? Because um, I think you ultimately flipped in, in, in March. So, what was it like when they were reaching out to you throughout the, the 2019 season, the UNC coaches? Um, yeah, no, they were just checking in and saying, um, if, I, if I commit, we get something special going. And we, they already had something special with Keyshawn commit before me, but uh, – we kind of planned it out for Keyshawn and me to do it pretty close together. Um, but then Coach Longo came some games, and Coach Bly was obviously there for Jordan. And uh, But, you know, they, they kept just showing love, and, and I respect them a lot for keep um, recruiting me. And Coach Brown's one of the best in the country at his fly. Yes, sir. So, so what was that? Like, was it just kind of telling you, like, we're building something? Was that kind of the major sell? And then you kind of saw it happen? with what they did in 2019, and then you saw you know, the full crowds, the, the close wins, the, the close losses, and you saw, you saw they were building something big at UNC? Yes, sir. I think, I think what they did with Clemson was uh, – I think it showed a lot to a lot of people, and uh, it showed that they can contend, and I think this 21 class is going to make it even better. One of the things that you kind of weighed when you were uh, making a decision was just the quarterback situations at both of those schools. And I get this question a lot because you see a lot of like big time quarterbacks. They'll go to Clemson, even though Clemson has like a bunch of four and five star quarterbacks in Alabama and, and all these other schools. So when you were kind of looking at this, what was kind of your approach with, with looking at the quarterback depth charts? Um, you know, it's also something that you look at uh, a little bit, um, but I, I probably care more about, the offensive coordinator, my relationship with him, and what kind of offense they run. And, you know, hometown, hometown state, you know, there's nothing like playing North Carolina. My dad did it. My brother did it. My mom went there. So, um, honestly, it came down to just where I wanted to go to college. I think I'd rather um, just if football, say football doesn't work out. I think Carolina would still be a great place. Okay. So, so as far as like, you know, regardless of what the school was, but if they had a bunch of four or five stars on roster, you know, ahead of you, that, that you didn't really look at that too much? No, sir. No, I'm, I'm going to compete with whoever, no matter who it is. I think I'm uh, willing to win the job, capable of winning the job, no matter who it is. Okay. So 
kind of that kind of gets to like your recruitment. You're part of this class now, and we can kind of jump into the 2021 class and, and your your fellow uh, commitments. What do you think of the class right now and what you're building? And we'll get into some particular players. Uh, I think I think it's unbelievable so far. Um, you know, it, it sounds crazy. Back in I don't know late March or early April, um, just to look at like the the recruiting inside in-state commits. I mean, it's almost all Carolina. So um, I think Coach Brown and, and all the staff's done a really good job, and I think it's something fun to be a part of. Yeah, and what's that like with the in-state stuff? I mean, we've heard that you've reached out to a lot of the players that have committed since you. Um, you know, what's that relationship like with all those different in-state guys? Because you you play with some of them, and, and you're close with a lot of them. Yes, sir. Oh, no, it's awesome. We um. You know, my job as a quarterback is kind of be the, the head recruiter. And I've actually got a little bit of help. Keyshawn and uh, everyone else, Eli, has done a great job. So uh, just to reach out, um, the coaches kind of relist of who we're kind of circling in on. And then it's our job to get them. Um, I think the players have almost just as important job as the coaches recruiting, uh, getting to know guys and, and getting them wanting to come. And we still got some more work to do. Um, but no, our class so far, we may, we may all head to the beach or something. So uh, we'll get together this summer. So it'll be fun. Yeah, you said like to so the coaches, will they'll kind of say, hey, we're going for this guy. And then y'all are like text him, DM him, and try to focus on that guy. I mean, kind of how can you explain how that works? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So for instance, um, say uh, Coach Brown or Coach Longo will kind of, um, will kind of, not really text us, but you know, he'll, we'll get in a Zoom meeting with someone and you can kind of kind of get the message that we're kind of wanting this guy. And um, so we'll all just basically just text him, hit him up, or um, just just put him in a group chat with all of us together and say, what's going on, big dog? Or um, <laughs> how you feeling about Carolina? Something like that. And then um, just – so you, you can pretty much tell as, as, as a commit or who else who else coaches like and who else we're kind of um, – getting our got our eyes on and uh we're, we're almost we got we got about what 17 or 18 right now so we're about, we're about done with uh with the class so we got a few more coming so we'll see yeah i think 16 right now don is that right yeah 16 okay. um but yeah he's right they're about, about to be to the end yeah uh, for sure one of the receivers who's committed to north carolina you being a part of the carolina stars which you talked about earlier has allowed you to work with that receiver gavin blackwell what how how would you describe Blackwell as a receiver? Oh, he's smooth. You know, he, he can do it all. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. Uh, he'll go up and get it. He'll run by you. Um, no, he's a special player. I'm looking forward to playing with him. Um, he make, makes me look good for sure. Yeah, he, he, he t- he's going to say he's a big part of why I flip, but don't believe him. <laughs> well, so one of the things I noticed is just the chemistry you guys have already established. On one particular play, he blew you – he yelled your name, blew you a kiss – and then there was nothing else said. You took a snap, and then you just dropped a dime in his hands in the end zone for a touchdown, where, of course, he blew a kiss to the DB. He bowed down, did a couple dances, all that sort of stuff. What are your thoughts on his, uh, his post and pre-play antics? Yes, sir. <laughs> Gavo's funny. Um, you know, he, he, had, he, had, uh, he talks a lot of crap on the field, but he backs it up. And, uh, and he shows why he's one of the best shooters in the state. And um, – no, we're still building that chemistry. You know, we've only been playing together for a couple months just on Stars. So, uh, we'll get even better, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and then J.J. Jones is another wide receiver that you saw this weekend, um, obviously from South Carolina. What do you think about what J.J. can bring? 
Oh, JJ. Yeah, he's about 6'3", runs 4'5", so he'll go up and get it, and he can run. So I think he'll be a nice guy to throw to for sure. You know, you always like those kind of guys. And his first time meeting him and seeing him in person, he looks he looks apart, and um, he's going to be a real good player as well. And within that 2021 class that you have kind of committed right now, what are some of the – any big personalities or guys that are really fun or, or any, any tidbits you can give us on that class that we don't know about? Um, yes, yeah, I'd probably say Nash is, is the goofster. Uh, Nash okay. in the group. Yeah, that he, surprises he, me. He's yeah. more he's more reserved yeah. than some of the other guys. Yeah, yeah yes, sir. No, Nash is funny. Um, Keyshawn's got a big personality. Um, Keyshawn's funny. And uh, all, all great guys. You know, they're all great guys. And uh, – it's fun to be around him for sure. And, and you've kind of seen it and you've kind of been a part of it, this momentum that UNC has built, not only on the football field last year, but with the 2020 class. And now it's just intensified with the 2021 class. I know that played a role in your, in your commitment. So what do you think about the kind of the trajectory of UNC with stacking these recruiting classes, the defensive line recruits, offensive recruits, the quarterbacks with, with, um, with you and Jacoby Criswell and Sam Howell right now, what do you kind of think about where UNC's heading on the football field? Oh, headed up. You know, we're, uh, I saw something about 50 to 1 odds of making the playoffs this year. I think, I think by the time we're there, we make it about 5 to 1, 4 to 1. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Um, now, this class, this, this program's heading in, in, in a great direction. Coach Brown, they've done an awesome job. Mac, Mac is definitely back. And um, I can't wait to see what happens. You know, I think this may – hopefully keep these recruiting classes rolling. Uh, maybe 22 will even be in better. Um, just, just Coach Brown and then they'll do a great job in the state. I think that's, that's the main main priority. Okay. Uh, Don, you got anything else on 2021 class or anything? No, no. I do want to ask him. I know that this is something that you wanted to get into, just about uh, being Luke's little brother. If you ever get tired of uh, every time someone does an interview with you, or and even your dad too. Um, just someone bringing up one of your family members. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know that's 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 my title, Luke's little brother. So uh, trying to change that when I get to Carolina. I think for the first time, maybe maybe a week ago or so, they asked me to take a picture and didn't ask Luke. So put that in uh, put that in uh, in, in a journal or something. <laughs> post post it on the on, on a picture frame in the wall or something. So yeah, put, it on, I mean, put it on the refrigerator. I know. Yes, sir. So he has to yeah, see yeah, it every every time he gets milk. <laughs> Every time we go out, Luke's getting asked for about 20 pictures. And um, I don't even know who I am, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the high recruit. You're the bigger, high pro- higher profile, um, you know, high school prospect. So that could change quickly once you get to UNC. I will say this. I covered Luke for four years, and you were a much better interview than him. Am I actually? No. Yeah, I, dude. I thought Luke does well. Luke does well. You don't think he- so? Yeah, he was good, but he you'd have to really ask him. You'd really have to draw it out of him. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't yes, um, he wouldn't really like reveal much without, you know, some direct questions and stuff. Yeah, well, I think later in his years he got better, but uh nah, I just like think I, I don't think sure. he liked the media very much either, but yeah. Yes, but yeah, sir. look, all right, so that famous shot, um, you know, obviously Luke is like, you know, legend at UNC. Where were you for that shot? <laughs> what was your memory of that that big shot in 2017? Yes, sir. I was in Memphis. I was watching it firsthand. You know, I was on like the fourth row. You know, Carolina gives family great seats. So, uh, no, it was awesome. You know, it, it's honestly crazy. Just still, I remember about it, every detail of it. Um, it's, it's just it's something that it's cha- changed our lives for sure. So, um, great memory and uh, great shot for sure. What was it like growing up in your, your household with, with 
all those boys who played sports. I mean, it was a lot of competitive um, driveway basketball games, you know, backyard football games. I mean, did, did you have a lot of holes in your walls from, from playing sports in the house? Oh, everything you can think of. Yes, sir. Uh, we're competitive, competing in everything. Um, being the youngest, kind of got bullied a little bit and still get bullied. But uh, and I, I was the runt for a little bit, but I got up to about six, four, five. So I'm catching them. Um, no, nah, but it's my three, three, having three older brothers is awesome. Um, my dad was the only child, so he didn't want to put any of us through that. So he gave us, he got four boys, which is awesome. Um, it's been a blessing, you know, everything, whether it's ping pong or, or pickleball or tennis, we try to play everything and uh, see who's the best. So it's always a competition. When you walk into restaurants and everybody is above 6'4", you know, 6'3", above, and then, of course, Luke's taller than some of your other brothers, does everybody turn their head and look at y'all? I mean, I, I'm, I come from a tall family as well, so I'm sure it's even bigger for y'all. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they're always, we're always catching eyes. Um, people always ask them, what sport y'all play? Um, yeah. No, but it, it's um, – I'm still – still got a few inches to catch cold, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's crazy, honestly. Yeah, in your basketball career, I mean, I saw you might have averaged double-double this season. What's your uh, basketball game like at Myers Park? Yeah, I tried to have double-double, try to put my uh, best Luke impression out there. But, uh, nah, we were, we were a little small, so I played inside a little bit more. Um, I rebound well. Uh, I tried to try to insert um, my football skills with a little passing on the, on the court. Um, no, but basketball's always been my first love, so it's, it's, uh, mm. it's always been a sport that um, – I love playing growing up and obviously watching Luke has maybe want to um, play more. And, uh, you know, I, I can play a little bit. Uh, still got some, I have to work on it a, little, a lot more to um, be really good, but not, I like, I like it a lot. All right. Don, anything else? We good? No, I I'm good. I really appreciate uh, Drake doing this. Uh, like yes, I said, he's at, he's at the beach. We got him up early out of bed and everything. Yeah. He's probably going to take yeah. another nap before he goes and hits the, hits the, uh, hits the waves. Yeah, exactly. May go see it up on the golf course. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, no, I, I appreciate you doing this, Drake. Yeah, no problem. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See you, Drake. We'll be right back. You're Thanks. Yes, sir. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back with the Scoop Podcast on the Inside Carolina Podcast Network, presented to you by Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You get these great interviews, these great podcasts. If you rate them and review them and then subscribe, that helps us and helps us um, become bigger and better, like Don is every day. All right, Don, that was awesome. Uh, little technical difficulties at the beginning. We moved inside, and it was a little fuzzy with the internet, but it cleared up. So we tried. We did the best we could with where he was, and I think it turned out fine. We, well, we also had a goat. And yeah, and then right I when he was – believe- I can't believe that you haven't told me about this goat before. Yeah. I am fascinated. I need to know more. Yeah, so right when uh, – we kind of edited some of this out, I think, but Drake was on the beach, and he moved inside, and during that, this goat came over. I have two goats that live next door to me. 
and they are in a pen, but they get loose. And the one of them comes over here, and I work outside a lot. As long as I work inside, he'll jump up on my, like, big table I have in front of me. It's like this big table where I keep all my stuff, you know, I have some cups, and I have different things, pens, papers, um, candles, whatever. And he'll jump, he just messes around. he eat anything. He'll, he started chewing my um, freaking power cord during the podcast oh no so i had to like knock him off and it like it messed up the uh, audio for a second and i was trying to turn the screen around to show you but it was like it was messing up the audio uh so yeah the goats they were fun for a while and i could take pictures and and, and send videos around <laughs> but then last week one of the goats uh, when i was on a run it jumped up on the table and broke uh a ceramic mug like a coffee mug oh man and uh do you yeah. have a good good relationship with this owner? Yeah, I'm fine with my neighbor, but I, I might have to have some tough talks with her because, like, okay. I can't have a goat coming over no. and knocking over my ceramic mugs or mid-podcast. Like, what if the goat had just stayed and chewed on everything mid-podcast? Yeah, yeah what screwed. would we have done? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, Drake May, what did you think about the, uh, his interview? Yeah, I mean, I think it was great. I mean, he's, you know, as – as I expected, I deal with him all the time. I interview him all the time. Yeah. So I kind of know what to expect from him, but um, we try to take a little bit deeper dive into certain things and, and that was good. And he, he revealed some things and um, you know, just uh, fr from a personal life with his brothers and going out, that was interesting. And, and uh, being the rut of the family, which is kind of funny to think of when you see him and he's what, six, four, six, five now. Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, great. Very personable. Uh, good little country twang. A lot of no sir, yes sirs, even like after questions or when they weren't even needed, but which was great. Um, I can see a very likable guy. You know, I can see how people were drawn to him. Good leadership uh, stuff. And I could have talked to him. I could have talked to him for a lot longer and gotten really in depth on yeah. uh, on certain things. I mean, how the coaches are uh, hitting him up to start recruiting people. The the group chats. You know, focusing on different recruits. Uh, his you know the whole thing with Alabama and. Um, and UNC in that flip, and, and I, I kind of zoned out a little. I think I was doing, figuring out something else, but you asked him about quarterback commitments or the, the quarterback uh, recruiting and stuff. Did he say anything about the Alabama deal with uh, – what's his name? He didn't go into detail. Okay, yeah, yeah. He basically said that, that um, you know, he didn't look at – he didn't focus on that. But I don't know if that's true, and he actually kind of said certain things. Um, when, when right before he flipped about how he was looking at that Alabama situation and that was going to play a factor. And, and that might have just kind of been a little bit of a decoy um, for, for his decision to flip to North Carolina anyway. But I do often get asked questions, you know, why does this quarterback want to go to, say, Clemson? Clemson has, you know, four or five guys who are four stars, five stars. You know what I mean? Um, and same thing with Alabama and some of these other schools, they just seem to every year get a five-star quarterback, even though their depth chart is just, there's a log jam of, of blue chip prospects. And yeah. I, I just, I, I want to get into the thinking of that. Cause a lot of people say, well, they could easily transfer. So if they don't win the job, uh, I don't know if anybody would, would admit to that willingly, but it is kind of interesting to figure out why that is. Yeah. And you can't blame someone for wanting to, I mean, he wants to play. I mean, if he's getting yeah. behind one guy for the next four years, who is a you know blue chip top five guy, I mean, you want to go play to prevent having to transfer because you want to. If you want to go to places, hard you make friends. You want to. You don't want to transfer. I mean, it's hard yeah. to do that. So uh, you can't blame someone from from wanting to be the man and at least have a chance to start relatively early because you saw with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he 
could have gone anywhere and, and, and likely started pretty early, but he was behind Marquise and um, he only played one year. He's going to play two years, but we'll get was too good. Okay. Uh, Drake may awesome. He came on. I, hopefully our listeners will appreciate that. Okay. The Tony Grimes portion of the podcast grime dog. All right. Don, you saw him two weekends ago, right? Yes. Went did, you up there. Again, did you go up again recently? I did not. No, that was, that was just two weeks ago. So what we did was – Okay, because, you rolled out content throughout the week. Yeah. yeah, so we – and this was actually – I talked to our editor, Ben, and then also talked to Grimes' dad. So and that's not typical to have them – I don't want to say involved, but um, we didn't want to one day post a, sto- post a story with Tony Grimes and the next day post a video. It's a little bit overkill. And so um, – we were given the heads up that um, he was going to make an announcement on Father's Day about setting up the, the, his actual commitment announcement for June 30th. So it just made sense with Father's Day, that announcement, to have that video come out right afterwards. And so that's, that's kind of what we did. So, it, yeah, it seems like and, an, an, you know, that, that I was up there multiple times, but just that one time. Um, and we, you know, we got to make those sort of, uh, those sort of uh, decisions, but we knew that nothing was going to change between, you know, within that week, as far as, you know, something major with his recruitment. Yeah. So make sure you go to inside Carolina message board or even click on his profile and you can see all the articles that Don's written. And there's a couple up there in the last week or so from Don's time in Virginia beach. All right. So the big news that broke on father's day. Um, yeah. It's weird. Cause like you cover recruiting, full-time but like you made me write that article so i was a little confused on that so i just basically did your job which is not the first time but um grimes um is uh, moved his announcement date from december 1st to june 30th which is tuesday of next week which is a significant change because usually you get like maybe a month move or maybe do a little bit earlier but this is you know months and months of a move up um don your take and then we'll kind of preview his announcement well so i felt like all along that tony was getting burnt out by this yeah and his father does a really good job of, of taking that burden off of him and, and handling a lot of stuff and i think his dad enjoys it a little bit definitely enjoys it much more than tony does and for my time in virginia in virginia beach and hanging out with him and as i said i think last week i spent probably about an hour and a half just kind of just shooting the breeze with him you could tell that he's 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 done mentally he's done he's done with the process he wants to make a decision and move on with his life um and so and i think that if he were to do certain things i I don't think he's going to end up graduating early like that has been discussed but if he's committed somewhere it makes it so much easier to make that move um, and I think he just wants to focus on his high school season and get the hell out of there, graduate and go to college. And, and the first step to do those things is, is make a decision. So I, I think that he has a school in mind. It, this is not a decision where, oh, I just want to get over with. I'm going to make a decision. This is a I want to get over with and I know where I want to go sort of situation. Yeah, do you want to reveal where you think? Uh, I mean, I have – I have, I guess. Check the check the weekly scoop. Yeah, check the weekly scoop. You'll you'll see. Um, but uh, and it's not just the weekly scoop. Um, I think it was a few weeks ago. My my weeks are really running together, so maybe it could have been a month ago. But yeah. um, there was a weekly scoop where we took the group of I think it was like just a dozen or so remaining targets that that had offers, and I 
broke down their, their recruitments, where they stood, talking to a lot of sources and that sort of thing. And then I gave a projection. And some of those projections, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be candid and say that they were a shot in the dark. Some of them I felt a lot more confident with, but I also had a projection for Tony Grimes in that. And, uh, you know, as we stand today, I, I'll stand by that projection. There you go. Will you be attending the commitment ceremony? So it's as of today and things obviously can change as of today. This is Wednesday morning. Yes. Wednesday morning. The, the, he's not planning on um, having anything similar to, to um, uh, Ritzy or what, what uh, Ra Ra Dilworth did. So it isn't a situation to where um, that's, really possible so but that could change yeah the, the logistics of the whole announcement are being worked out and i hope to have a little bit of better understanding of that later on this week and this would be if you were to commit to unc tony grimes would be i think the second highest ranked recruit ever for the tar heels behind marvin austin yes yeah. he uh grimes six foot 180 from princess Anne high school in virginia beach virginia number seven nationally overall Number one corner, number one player in Virginia. Um, ranked a little bit lower in the 24-7 sports rankings, number 20 nationally. But, I mean, this is an elite guy. Uh, right now, the crystal ball reads 100% Tar Heels. Yeah, I think it's important for us to uh, mention that his final four are Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State, and, of course, North Carolina. And what's interesting, though, is I, th- I think things are starting to leak out with this because – at 24 hours ago, meaning Tuesday morning, rivals, all of their um, writers, and they had been for, for a couple of days, had been projecting him to Georgia. Uh, and I guess on Tuesday throughout the day, it slowly started to switch where all of those same people who are projecting him to Georgia are now projecting him to North Carolina. Um, a lot more projections also from 24-7 sports, although that happened a little bit sooner, were projecting him to, to uh, North Carolina. So I think people are talking, things are, are leaking out. What I will say, though, is that from based off of what I know, I, within the last couple of weeks, felt like North Carolina's biggest competition for him was Texas A&M and not Georgia. Because from what I gathered, Georgia barely made his top four. Actually, if it was a top three, Georgia wouldn't have made it, from what I gathered. So... Things look good for North Carolina, especially if you're looking at what's being reported out there. How far is the drive from Chapel Hill to Virginia Beach? I know the drive from my house, which is – That doesn't matter, Dom. It's not about you. It's um, it's three and a half hours, so um, I'd guess – Hey, if if Tony Grimes wants to go to Don Callahan's house, it's three and a half hours. Yeah. (laughs) The man man tower. The man tower. You never know. Grime dog in the man tower. You never know. All right, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some quick Google mapping here. Um, you know, one thing, Don, is do you like doing these videos, Zoom videos, with you and I, or just in general for podcasts? It's it's okay. Yeah, I don't like having to like look at myself because like I see that my hair is messed up or like my shirt's askew. You know? Yeah, I mean that used to bother me early on, but I'm just kind of like, uh, like today oh. I was I was like thinking about what shirt I should have on. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't, I guess I don't care. The only thing I don't want to do is wear the same shirt twice in a row. Uh, so I was trying to remember what I wore last week. Not that it would, I mean, cause really it's a week. So yeah. And then I do my laundry. I actually do my laundry. That's my chore for the weekend. 
is I do the, the household's laundry. So how long, how many times will you wear a pair of shorts before you wash them? Shorts are different. So and I, it, God, there's so many factors involved, but I mean, a pair of gym shorts that I wear just in the house, I don't go outside with. I mean, there have been weeks where I've worn them the entire week, but usually it's, usually it's a few days. What's your call on that? Well, I know that when you wear gym shorts, you're not working out of them, working out in them. So I know you well, don't need I, to wash them. I right, do work right out. right into that one there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your call on, on the shorts? Uh, yeah. Same thing. Like I'll have a bunch of casual shorts that I wear around the house and like during work that I'll go, you know, like even yeah, two or three weeks if I'm not exercising in them. Then I have a set of exercise shorts that are different. They usually have built-in underwear or running shorts that I use to work out in. They, and I'll they provide support, right? Yes. And I will wash those, uh, you know, daily, if not, you know, every, every couple of days, I have a couple pairs. So I'll throw them into a light wash cycle. Um, just cause they get so sweaty and stuff. Um, but yeah, shorts and pants, I think guys across the board, unless you're sweating a lot or they have stains, you, you're waiting multiple weeks depending on how often you wear them. And yeah. Stuff. And, and I have kind of turned into a Mr. Rogers sort of type to wear, I, yeah, I have my gym shorts and my t-shirt that I wear at home. And then, but if I'm going out, like after I get some of my work obligations done, I have to do a couple things, some errands, I will put on a completely different attire. Um, and then once I get back home, I'll switch back into my, my, uh, gym shorts and t-shirt and all that. Yeah. Just to be comfortable. Mr. Rogers got it. Other than the shoes, I just can't do this, this, this sneakers in the house sort of thing. Gotcha. All right, good stuff. Tony Grimes, 2021 five-star. Uh, all right, so if Grimes commits to UNC, he will be the 17th commit for the Tar Heels. And obviously, he'll be their top-ranked recruit, which is pretty crazy. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. It, take a step back. We're obviously going to do this a lot more later on in the year. But, like, man, this class is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – I mean, we we've been doing – deep dives into just where this class will, will end, you know, ranking wise, because I mean, right now it's great. North Carolina is ranked fifth, but it, no one's going to remember that in a couple of years. If they, they ended up, they, you know, are ranked 25th. Not that I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but um, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Like Tennessee's class is ranked like second or something. And, and, and really, if you look at just their class, they're probably not going to finish within, you know, the top 20 or so, but anyway. Really? Um, really? That much? Does it have a lot of commitments right now? They have a lot of commitments, a lot of three-star guys. Um, I think they have like almost like like twenty-five-ish, yeah. um, and some of their top-ranked guys. I don't follow it as closely because it's Tennessee, but some of their top-ranked guys supposedly are wavering. Uh, I'm not reporting something. I'm just kind of just having guy talk here with my friend Ross Martin. Um, so this is just more of just off my memory what I've just kind of read real quickly. So it doesn't seem likely that they're going to be in the top 10, you know, even though they're ranked like second or third right now, uh, I'm basically saying there's just so much that's going to happen between now and signing day that things are going to shift dramatically. But to compensate for that, uh, you know, I've been doing kind of a deep dive into just where North Carolina could end up. And if they get Grimes, they're a lock to be a top 15 class, which is a huge accomplishment for North Carolina. Only one other class has done that in the internet era. Um, and I think really they're going to have a really good shot at a top 10 class, which is, which is super impressive. Yeah. I think Tennessee, um, they had a lot of, they had a lot of coronavirus, you know, uh, quarantine commitments. So yeah. 
once those, once they open up and go other places, they might have to decommit. All right, yeah. cool. I mean, guys committing who had never visited campus. North Carolina, yeah. all of North Carolina's commits have visited North Carolina multiple times, more than at least twice or more. Yeah. Uh, quickly, looking at the class right now, they'll have they could have seventeen um, by Tuesday. You know what? A tight end, maybe another offensive tackle. What else are we looking at? That's that's really it. I mean, I think that there's not going to be a whole lot of additions to this class. the The list of actual targets is half a dozen, probably under that. So we're really and we, we've slowly kind of moved towards this in the weekly scoop, but. Um, we need to start educating ourselves on the 22 class because that's where all the movement's going to happen for the next couple of months. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Don, um, anything big for this weekend? We're going to actually, we'll move the top five to next week. I think we, it's a pretty full podcast. Yeah. Maybe not next week, but the next time we record. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. Cause we have, we have some things in the works, so we'll see. Top five is a good one though. I like it. I think we've gotten a lot of submissions already. Top five most important players for UNC football in the 2020 seasons. We're talking the team. Everybody but Sam Howe is available for this. Uh, who you think is the most important, the most critical, the most crucial players for UNC's roster in 2020 season? Yes. And regardless of if we're going to actually talk about it next week or the next time we do a podcast, make send in your submissions. The The – the returns so far have been good and some interesting names on those lists. Yeah. So um, looking forward to some more. Yeah. Tons of ways to approach it. Um, Cause yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll stop there. Okay. Uh, anything else, Don? We're no, good. We All right. Are cool. Ho- hopefully people enjoyed that Drake may interview. I think we're pretty well. We've had, uh, that's our fourth interview now in the last couple of months. Working uh, on another, we have of- another potentially coming up. Yeah, of, of both signees and commitments. Um, it seems like most assignees are kind of on campus now. So it's going to be kind of commitments um, from this point on. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to The Scoop on Inside Carolina. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.